Hi, everybody. So as I keep mentioning to you, things are really, really busy on GradCraft at the moment, with thousands of roles currently live and 370 employers looking for you, our GradCracker audience, to apply to their positions. So make sure you visit daily, download the app and stay up to date with what's new. So on today's webinar, we welcome Siemens. We are joined by Victoria, who is the Early Careers Guru, and graduates Anna, Jasmine, Henrietta, and IT intern Shadira. So thank you all for joining us today. Siemens has been working with GradCracker for 15 years, and today we're going to be hearing from a number of students about their experiences so far. So everything about how they found the recruitment process, so the different projects that they've been working on, and much more. So today, Victoria, we're going to start with you. So welcome. Could you introduce yourself to the students and tell us a little bit more about your role and your involvement with early careers? I certainly can. Firstly, thank you all for joining. It's great to see that so many of you are interested in Siemens and what we have to offer. And a huge thanks to Carla and the team from GradCracker for making this happen. Um, I'm Victoria. Um, I'm the Senior Talent Acquisition Partner for Early Careers here in the UK. Um, I've led the Early Careers team operationally at Siemens in the in the UK for about seven years now, um, managing circa 180,000 applications um, to recruit around 2,200 students over that time um, into graduate, intern and apprenticeship opportunities. Um, to put things into perspective, the most recent student recruitment cycle, we managed around 30,000 applications against 300 roles. Um, so demand for early careers opportunities here at Siemens is very high. Perfect. Thank you very much, Victoria. Those numbers are absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Um, so um, can you tell the audience um, a bit of an overview to Siemens as a business? Yes, I can do. So Siemens is a German multinational conglomerate that started in 1847. So we've been here a long, long time. Yeah. Um, the business is a technology company focused on industry, infrastructure, transport and healthcare, creating technology with purpose. We've got more fan, uh, main business areas. We've got digital industries, smart infrastructures, Siemens Mobility, which is the trains side of the business, and Siemens Health and Ears. Yeah. And then we have service businesses such as SFS, Siemens Financial Services, Siemens Real Estate, and some global business services as well. Um, we have around 311,000 employees worldwide, um, and it's a very, very vast um, array of roles that we offer. There really is something for everyone here. Perfect. And that leads perfectly on to what I'm going to tell you about now from the audience's point of view. And um, so right now on the Siemens Company Hub on GradCracker, they are open to applications for their internships and graduate opportunities. So in total, 19 opportunities, all open to multiple candidates and across all STEM disciplines. So the internships cover programmes from sustainability, manufacturing, assurance and IT, the planning, quantity surveying, systems engineering, business, research and development, a huge range. Their graduate opportunities cover signalling, control systems, network engineering, R&D and quantity surveying. So full, roles, uh, full details of the roles, including locations, can be found on the job descriptions on the hub on GradCracker. Siemens PLC will also be um, going live with their opportunities shortly so they are more corporate functions so don't forget um, to follow Siemens to be alerted to when they open. Again speaking about the company hub on GradCracker it also gives you the students a fantastic insight into their business so make sure you head over there after the webinar to follow apply and find out even more about them. 
So now let's meet the panel who use GradCracker to research and apply for their positions to get an insight into the organisation. So Anna, I'm going to come to you. Tell us all about what you studied and where did you go to university? Hello everyone, thank you for being here today and regarding your questions. So um, I started my journey uh, studying electrical and electronic engineering. I have some bachelors and then masters all together in a Newcastle university. Yeah. And yeah, it's been full four years of that. Perfect. Thank you very much, Anna. And Jasmine? Hi, everyone. I'm Jasmine. I am a graduate engineer at Siemens and I started, I studied aerospace engineering at the University of Liverpool. I just did a bachelor's and I started here at Siemens last August. So I've been here a year. Lovely. Thank you very much. Henrietta? Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm Henrietta. So I did general engineering at the University of Sheffield with a specialism in material science and engineering. Fantastic. So these are all the grads um, from a variety of different backgrounds and universities. And Shadira, really looking forward to meeting you as well. So you're an IT intern at Siemens. Tell everybody about what you're currently studying at university and at which university. Hi, everyone. I'm Shadira and I'm a student at the University of East Anglia, or UEA for short. Yeah. And I'm studying business information systems currently. Perfect. Thank you very much for the um, introduction to Siemens so far. And Jessica, I'm going to hand over to you. Thanks, Carla. Um, so, Anna, I'm going to start with you because you're at the top of my list. If you could tell us a bit more about your current role at Siemens, please. Well, can do. So, currently, I have Blazon Tech Support. So, I'm providing support to customers through a special system where we get requests about some kind of troubles with technology they're experiencing. I'm learning a lot about Siemens technology, whether it be drives or whether PLCs, and I'm also trying to support customers on the queries they have. Fantastic. And how long have you been in that role for, Anna? So um, this role just started for my second year of graduate scheme. Uh, I've been already a year there. So uh, exactly in this role, I started, I'd say, a month ago. So not much, but I'm learning a lot. So that's good. Oh, fantastic. Good, good stuff. Uh, Jasmine, I'm going to come to you next. Um, again, same question. If you could tell us a bit about your current role at Siemens. Yeah, so currently I'm working in the motion control business. I'm on my third placement around the company. So I've done two and I've just started two weeks ago into my third six month placement in digital industries. So I'm working in a product management, um, sales and marketing role. So I'm getting more of the customer facing side. But I've done all the, the technical side as well. Absolutely. So again, this is the great thing about doing um, a graduate program or a graduate scheme is that you really get that chance to kind of um, experience lots of new things. And did you know that you were going to kind of go into this particular world that you've just started? Is this something that you, you wanted to do or how did you kind of transition not, from the previous world? To yeah, this not really. Okay. I just wanted to, there's so many different opportunities and I just wanted to sort mm -hmm. of get as much experience as I can because on the grad scheme, you can try a load of things and sort of have yeah. that safety net underneath you. I would have never expected to do anything to do with sales or product management when I came out of uni. Mm -hmm. So it's good that I can give it a go for the next six months and see how I get on with it. Absolutely. And Jasmine, if you don't mind me asking, could you tell us a bit about your team then and how, um, you know, your, your kind of day-to-day -day tasks look like in, in that team as well? Yeah, so the team's quite small. So MC um, has about, I think, probably about six or eight people working in it. So we've got okay. sales specialists who go out to site and customers. We've got um, support as well, who so people that need technical specialists who so have a bit more knowledge about the products. And I'm often going on customer visits, so I'm going to see customers that Siemens have, um, seeing the sort of 
getting tours around the, the machine and the factories as well, which is really interesting to see where our kit ends up and sort of put it into perspective what the things that we work on, where the customers are putting it. Um, I do a lot of stuff remotely as well. So I work from home as well. So we have Teams calls, catch-ups and also other stuff out of my role. So we do volunteer in here a lot at Siemens and like early careers um, events and socials and stuff. So it's not just work, there is some play. <laughs> oh good definitely touch on that a, bit, a little bit later on then because it sounds as though um I like I like it you can do some fun stuff as well as working hard so yeah we're definitely coming back to that so thanks Jasmine um Henrietta I'm going to come to you next if that's okay could you tell us a bit more about your role at Siemens yeah so I actually recently came off of the graduate scheme um literally last month so I'm now an associate rolling stock engineer which essentially essentially means a train engineer. So we uh, maintain the trains and that's things from um, more short term to long term. So um, immediate things that need to happen that crop up, you know, safety related issues and also planning, planning in the long term. So if you've got overhaul programs that need to be run, optimization, things like obsolescence. So we've got a wide variety of different things that we, that we do. Uh, and yeah, we've got fleets. I think we've got they're 14 fleets um, and they range from all the way from Glasgow all the way down to London and Southampton. So, um, yeah, I get to do a bit of traveling around as well with the job, which is very nice. Oh, wow. And very interesting. So first of all, congratulations on finishing your, your graduate program. Very exciting. Um, so tell us a bit about your experiences on the program. How did you find that? Was you a bit like Jasmine and what Jasmine's doing, trying to experience as much as you can? How was your journey through through the program? You. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had various three month placements at the beginning. So throughout the whole first year, um, my first placement was actually um, on the depot. So I was with the technicians working on the trains doing the um, train exam. So a train exam is like an MOT for a train, essentially. Um, so I was doing that for three months and getting involved in all of the different things that go on on depot and actually getting to know our assets hands on. And I have to say, I, I experienced a lot and I learned a lot working night shifts as well which was definitely something I'd never thought I'd ever do um, so I think that was is a fantastic experience uh, but then I also had the opportunity to go um, kind of throughout our business in the rolling stock area so I worked with the digital team and I was helping develop uh, tools so that so we've got a lot of um, data that comes off of the trains and we need to develop ways and actually processing that and actually making it useful for maintenance um so kind of doing that stopgap between the trains and the engineers and the actual maintenance um other things also working with the technical teams and our materials departments as well so i managed to kind of go through um loads of different uh, departments yeah very interesting i can't wait to delve a bit deeper but henrietta just before we do, did you always have an interest in trains? Was that one of the reasons why Siemens was you know, somewhere you wanted to apply to? Or was there a passion there before? No, there wasn't actually. No, <laughs> okay. no not at all. Um, I, I have to say. I very much fell into it um yeah and it just nothing I'd, I hadn't thought of it ever before uh, but I'm enjoying it and it, it's actually a very interesting field. Do you know what and sometimes 
that is a really good answer because, you know, mm. I think this is the beauty, again, of a doing a graduate programme and working at a company like Siemens, you know, potentially where you could be in three years time could be a completely different place to where you maybe expect to be when you just started. So really, really exciting. So Henrietta, we'll come back to you a little bit later on to find out a bit more detail about your rotations and projects. But Jadir, I'm going to come to you. Um, I know Carla mentioned you've only been at Siemens just for three months, so not long, but could you tell us a bit about your current role and your experiences so far with Siemens? So I'm working in the user IT team, which is focused on like user engagement. So this involves a lot of like learning and then exploring like different IT um, tools and technology. The biggest, the two biggest ones now that I'm learning and exploring is Microsoft Power BI and Power Automate. Then basically we deliver masterclasses or interactive workshops to non-technical users. And we have to explain it in a way that they would understand and um, demonstrate, uh, um, do live demos and participate in those live demos for them to understand. And then we also communicate with the audience, gather feedback using forms and surveys, and then we curate the their specific needs to these learning resources, which we okay. then can put on the um, Siemens internal learning platform, which is called My Learning World. Right, very interesting. So in terms of the experience you've had then, it sounds like there's quite a lot of responsibility already to say three months in and you already, you know, got people to be looking after and reporting on and things like that. I am only one month in, like a month and a half in. Okay. It's different because it's. I started in August. It's like a bit complicated. So it ca- they counted it as a month. But yeah, I'm only a right. month in. So I'm still shadowing people. I've had. I'm not um in a month. I will start my first project, which I'm excited about. But I've just been shadowing people so far. But it's been really fun to just help. Um, yeah. Because I'm learning, and I realize I can use these. And when I go back to uni, like the processes. Absolutely, yeah. How have you found the tr- tr- transition already from university life to full-time working? It's it's um it's a culture shock, but it's like <laughs> once you get into it, you kind of like it's it's so fast moving, fast paced that you kind of just have to adapt quickly, which I've been able to do luckily. But because it's not like it's really like it's a lot more responsibility. But like mm. once you start working and start like enjoying it um you it, you reap the benefits basically oh 100 absolutely and in terms of um you know that kind of transitional process for you you know you know as i'm guessing Siemens will have definitely been supporting you encouraging yeah. the next steps but you know tell us a bit about that and maybe tell us a bit about your day-to-day and how it looks so far like i said you're only so early into the placement but um it seems so you've had a lot of support already so day-to-day i have like um weekly catch-ups with my team so my line manager and um there and the other team members and then okay. like um so normally it's like a lot of like shadowing how am I doing how am I feeling is a work yeah. too much which is really like useful to like yeah. have because it's like it's because sometimes I feel like as an intern you feel really um nervous or scared to be like oh hey this is too much or this is not enough but to then have my line managers or my team members like ask me for me or just like be the first person to um, propose that question it's really helpful so we have those then I might have a meeting with my colleagues to discuss some projects that we're planning and then it's just like a lot of learning because I do have to learn these um, tools and technologies to be able to um present them to the end users basically Mm -hmm. 
So it sounds as though your role today, you know, you've got a lot of technical knowledge that you need to be learning from, yeah. but you've got a lot of kind of like um, key competency skills you need to be good at as well in this role. You know, mm. you imagine where you're going to be once you've finished your internship. You know, you're going to be a great communicator, yeah. <laughs> a great team player. Yeah, definitely, because I have to communicate with the audience because if um, yeah. the job is basically, if you don't take their feedback and curate that into something that, um, or like just use that feedback and improve on your videos or the resources that you're making, then what's the point really? You've not um, you've not improved or done anything different. So it's a lot of like talking to people, a lot of communication, a lot of collaboration as well. Absolutely. Really, really exciting. We're going to come back to you a little bit later on, Jadira, but Anna, I'm going to come to you next. And could you tell us a bit more about, uh, for example, the rotations you've experienced so far, or the a particular project that you've worked on that you've maybe found the most interesting? Uh, so I had quite an interesting situation. So in my first year of the graduate team, I was able to go to Germany. So the, let's say, origins of Siemens and work for in the office there for a year to learn the German culture and learn most of the process from the specialists who created most of the things in Siemens. So it was great experience and we worked with different group projects there. So I... Firstly, had a great experience with AGVs. Never, never had this topic like open up for me before. So, um, had a great knowledge about how to make AGVs using Siemens technology, how to operate them in the factories, what is the demand, especially if you go into automation sector, and also had a great opportunity to work on my own project, which was within the factory, one of the Siemens factories, to be exact. And I created the automated solution for special tools for centralizing them. So I tried to use all my knowledge I gained through the year to try and apply it. And yeah, yeah now I'm back in uh, Manchester, which is UK's headquarters for Siemens. And it's great Now I'm learning through the team and I feel like I missed them because <laughs> I'm oh. not at the beginning of my grad team. So <laughs> now I can be with them again. So that was nice. Um, interesting. And I don't know, Victor, if you might want to add to this, but if there is any students that are looking at Siemens and obviously understand you are an international company um, and you've got you know opportunities, you know, not just in the UK, but, you know, across the world, potentially as a graduate, is that a chance for a student to, you know, experience international opportunities as well as just in the UK or is Anna's journey quite unique? Um, Anna's journey is quite unique, but there are a lot of opportunities within the graduate and intern space where they have opportunity to go and and sort of support in other countries. Um, and also, you know, once you've worked for Siemens in any country, it obviously stands you in a really good stead if you do decide you want to emigrate and move to Australia mm -hmm. or America or wherever it may be, because you've already got that experience of working within the company, which to be honest, I think anybody who works here would, would say that it takes a good year to get your head around how big it is and yeah. the offer and, and, and the, the, you know, all of the systems that we use. So having somebody who's already worked within the business and understands how the business operates and all of the platforms that we use is half the battle sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it certainly, you know, certainly puts people in a, a much better position to put themselves forward for opportunities in other countries. In the future, fantastic. So, Anna, just come back to you then. So, um, I'm going to probably ask you a question that I'm going to ask later on. But in terms of future plans, could you see yourself potentially going back to to Germany? Is that something you'd want to do? Is that you know kind of a bit of a, a goal for you now, uh, once you've finished the program? 
That's a very good question. To be honest, like Siemens is all across the globe. It's incredible mm. how the vault culture is, despite it, all different countries, it's quite the same. Everyone in the Siemens has a similar spirit. Everyone is very courageous, very interested in new things. So I would consider different opportunities because obviously we have different departments within the company and uh, working with your colleagues abroad is a great thing to learn from them. Everyone is a different expert in different countries. So it is an opportunity for sure, but I definitely would like to stay for now at least <laughs> in my home yeah. office and yeah, yeah experience the opportunities because obviously yeah it's it's interesting it's always a learning journey it's always a huge mm -hmm. path you think you always kind of reach the end of it when you learn something to extend to become an expert you know and then you get new opportunities to open up so it yeah. is an opportunity but I'll consider uh it so Anna that you know to just stick into kind of your day-to-day -day stuff then so you're saying that you're based in Manchester are you like Jasmine as well can you do kind of a hybrid remote um kind of job as well what, what's that looking like for you yeah it's also an opportunity depends what obviously you're working on um I, I like to work sometimes hybrid sometimes mostly in the office so I can see everyone chat everyone mm -hmm. to everyone but I get distracted really easily so <laughs> <laughs> I better stay at home sometimes to constrain my work. But I mostly work with, uh, yeah, so actual physical hardware. So, for example, drives currently are trying to learn the process, like how, how, how to program them, what to do with them. So mostly it requires for me to be here in office. I'm never complaining. I'm only happy about it because <laughs> I can see everyone. But, yeah, it, it's an opportunity to do hybrid, as you said. Yeah, it's opportunity to choose whatever you're working on. If you're talking to colleagues, to schedule different meetings uh, in person or not in person. So it's always a great opportunity to have this choice. Yeah, definitely. And Anna, without giving maybe too many trade secrets away, but could you tell us a bit more about the hardware that you are working on and, you know, potentially where these these, these bits from um, hardware will be end, you know, end up potentially in the future? Yeah, so um, I had a great experience during the last year and this year to try to learn and integrate everything Siemens have. So we have PLC controllers, which actually is like the brain of your functionality, the brain of that tells other technology how to act. Currently I'm working with drives, it's my first experience. I'm trying to be friends with them. They're not really best friends with me. <laughs> they don't really <laughs> like me. It's always a big challenge. So basically, yeah, learning about our drive portfolio, how they perform, what they do, trying to integrate them in the projects, as well as we have a great communication systems, which allows your components in your project to talk to each other so it's usually our scalings product which is great because I never I'm not IT person I don't know how networks mm. work or how the what is IP address all this you know fancy words never knew what they mean now I get a chance to work with them as well and uh, yeah I'm, we'll see what what kind of projects is going to turn out to be but yeah I'm trying to learn because uh, Siemens has so much technology and the portfolio mm. is literally endless so yeah that's yeah. most of the technologies I'm working on. Mm. Do you know, and again, you're another perfect example, aren't you? You know, doing uh, electronic electrical engineering and now, you know, learning skills in the IT, you know, sector. You know, mm -hmm. you, I'm sure you'll be coding and doing everything else before, you know. Which <laughs> is absolutely amazing. So well done, Anna. Um, Jasmine, I'm going to come to you next. Um, similar question, if that's okay. It'd be tell me more a bit about the maybe rotations or a particular project that you've worked on that's been your favourite so far. Yeah, so for quickly what rotations I did, so I started in a part of the company called Connected Curriculum. So I literally came straight out of uni and then within three months I was starting on my graduate role and I'd never worked in like a corporate environment before. So I came here, it allowed me to get used to how the company functions, like 
uh, Vic said there's so many different things that you need to get used to and how things work especially when you've never worked in it before so it was good to get used to that and also get our start wrapping my head around the portfolio and what our offering is and we basically worked I work with a small team that works with getting Siemens hardware into the curriculum at universities so connected mm-hmm. unis such as like Sheffield I think Nottingham is a partner university so they work with us to get Siemens students to use Siemens hardware earlier on just mm-hmm. to sort of build up their skills earlier so that was a really good six months and then I wanted to sort of itch that scratch of technical knowledge that I have Mm. so I'm an engineer always have been at heart so I went to technical support where Anna's working now and I got given a project for our demo room here so we bring our customers to our demo room and they get to see around the basically show off what we do and what our what our gray boxes they look like on the wall what they actually do so I was given a project and I sort of owned that by myself which was great to sort of give have a play around with some hardware and really get something going that will eventually be mine I'm still working on it because like Anna said drives sometimes don't want to be your friend (laughs) but (laughs) it's all a learning journey and it's good now that I'm in my role now where I'm speaking to customers I can almost understand the struggles that they might have in their real world application I can see why and they want drives what applications they're suitable for what they're not suitable for so for those that um so yeah just to add a bit of context now I'm working in motion control so we basically sell a lot of drives and making things move and that could be a conveyor system that could be a pump it could be extractors it could be anything so anything that makes something move so um we do a lot of conveyor belt systems in big factories we do a lot of like fire um fire systems basically if you need to get spoke out of a building they'll pump all that so just to add a bit of context as to where Siemens sits every day because it can we can be a bit of a hidden hero (laughs) so it's really nice yeah, it's when really nice to be working with them. There's almost no industry that wouldn't need you. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Was yeah. Like, like you said, just in case there was a fire, so obviously health mm-hmm. and safety, every industry is going to need that. Um, in terms of, you know, kind of that knowledge then that you're gaining, you know, working with external companies, working with clients, again, kind of understanding, a, you know, you've said that you like that kind of hardcore hands-on engineering, but getting the experience now engineering from an, an, another side, like you said, that kind of marketing sales side, yeah. has that opened you up in any way in terms of just overall and where you can see your career going with Siemens and has it opened you up to kind of new interests and potentially yeah. where you could end up? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, from an aerospace engineering background, I'm now I'm working in electrical engineering and automation and digitalization. It's just you never really expected to be here originally. But yeah. the grad scheme allows me to sort of sit at that table. I yeah. don't have to necessarily be a salesperson. I can sit at a table and see all these people with different roles around me and say, well, oh, I like their job or I don't like their job or I want to yeah. see what they're doing. And I drop them a message and say, can I shadow you for a day? So it's That's- a really good opportunity to be able to sort of take your pick of the bunch basically and sort of have give things a go while having a safety net underneath you so that if it doesn't work out it's fine you're learning and you've found something it's good if you find something you enjoy but it's almost just as good finding something that you're not really a fan of because that yeah. just sort of saves you further on down the line so mm-hmm. yeah I would I thought I was going to be some aerospace engineer which I, w- I would always still love to be but here I'm starting to think do I want to work with customers a little bit more do I want to gain them skills do I want to maybe work in some sort of sales I've no idea it changes on the daily in, in the graduate <laughs> oh, role yeah. so you never really know where you're gonna go 
Because I think as well, sometimes when you say sales, it almost just has that kind of connotation mm-hmm. around it, doesn't it? Yeah. You think, oh, is that going to be me? You know, you think, am I, you know, would I want to be doing, you know, working in that kind of environment? You think high pressure. But, you know, I think with the knowledge and everything you've gained so far, it's just amazing where, you know, potentially where your, you know, where your career could end up. If someone said this to you, said, you know, two, three years ago, that you'd actually be enjoying doing sales and working with clients and external work. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's, again, a good show that Siemens is obviously supporting you in that. And you do feel comfortable to say, actually, I'm not too sure about this. I need a bit of help. You've obviously got that network around you, Jasmine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's all about giving it a go and putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Like mm. we just want to be encouraged to sort of give things a try and then see what you think of it afterwards. And yeah, like you said, sales, um, you, it's good to have that technical understanding behind you as well because you can talk about it and be like, I know this through and through. What better way than to try to convince someone to buy it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny actually now, you know, before we did this webinar, you all turned your backgrounds on. And I kind of read them and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now when you're actually listening to you all <laughs> and then you read your background, you're like, oh, yeah, this is actually what it's all about now. It makes sense. <laughs> you are all enthusiastic. You're thinking about your future. You're being yourself. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Henrietta, I'm going to come to you next. Um, so I know you've kind of come off the scheme now. And, you know, you've started in your your new role. Um, tell us a bit, I don't maybe about your journey so far. I know you started earlier, but you didn't, I tried to stop you because I didn't want you to go into too much depth, you see. <laughs> so you can you can start again now. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. So I've been with Siemens now for two years, I guess. It, time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it has actually been fun um, where I've, I've been able to kind of go around the different parts of the business um, and actually see how everything is also integrated with each other um and actually also how the projects that I have done as a graduate as well um are actually having an impact um so I know some others have talked about their favorite projects I think my favorite one was probably actually when I was um with the digital team so um we uh so the digital team they have a lot of different tools and they're fantastic they're great they can do so much but not everybody knows about all of them. And mm-hmm. it's a big problem because, well, we have several depots across the UK. I've already mentioned Glasgow, Southampton, Northampton. Um, they're everywhere. And um, even though we have uh, we're very well networked and, you know, everyone knows well, most of most people, they don't necessarily know all the tools that are out there and available to them so one thing that I was tasked with with another graduate was to create something that actually um, showed all of the different things that were available to all of the different depots Um, because before it was just an excel spreadsheet so what we ended up doing um, is creating a power bi report Um, and in the process of that there was several different things we had to do we had to go to the developers and interview them ask them about all of the different tools that they had so that we actually could understand them and knew what information do we actually need to tell the users that is um, that is useful so that they know if this is a tool that they might need but then at Mm -hmm. the same time we had to go to the end users so that would be the technicians on depot on shop floor performance engineers at the depots um, and even the we have a central engineering team which is where I sit um, you know our fellow teammates that 
what information do they need so that they can go and solve the problems that happen? So we went round interviewing um, all of these different people to kind of then bring together all of this information and develop this um, digital portfolio portal. Uh, and we managed to do that within the three months that we were actually there, mm. um, which was absolutely fantastic and actually ended up seeing how it's now being used. Um, I I actually also ended up doing a um, just it was literally two days of shadowing our sales director. Um, and I saw how even in one of their presentations, suddenly they were showing this tool that me and my fellow grad had actually created um, wow. and had been deployed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was along with um, some of the portfolio managers from Germany. They'd flown over to have a big meeting and it was mentioned in there. And since then, we've had a couple of requests from I think it's like Singapore and Germany about certain bits of information. Mm. So it's really nice to see that all of this work that we're doing is actually useful it's actually making an an impact and I think that's just really encouraging for um, everything that you're doing and it also just shows that how you know they're also open for ideas um, and also you know putting yourself forward for things as well um, because you don't you don't necessarily get handed everything you've also Mm -hmm. got to look for the opportunities and take them absolutely that responsibility as well and the fact that Siemens were willing to give you a project and let you run with it which is fantastic but you know much respect to the you and the team for achieving what you achieved in such a short space of time as well three months to achieve all that and it's obviously gone as well and it must be so nice for you now to look back and think I did that in a business there was it 300,000 people in Victoria that make up Siemens yes 311,000 worldwide 11,000 people and you could say I did that it must have you know yeah yeah you up to date Henriette yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not it's not just that but it's also I mean it's a lot of transferable skills so even though Absolutely. I'm not sitting with digital anymore um I on the not on the daily but quite often have to communicate with our customers mm-hmm. and let them know about all of the changes that we're making and you know they have to sign off my documents at the end of the day and mm-hmm. so be able being able to have you know developed those communication skills with a variety of different people um that you know it translates directly into what I'm doing now yeah absolutely do you know the word communication really uh, kind of is hugely important all in all of your roles really isn't it that it does seem to be a bit of a trending theme so I don't know Victoria I'm guessing this is what something that you're looking for when you know you're looking at these applicants you're wanting someone who can prove they're a good communicator you know good team player um you know what kind of examples do you like to see um when you get these applications do you like to see about extracurricular activities and things like that does that go down well when you're looking at applications Victoria it does but We have shifted our approach recently um, and we've actually scrapped CVs from our process in terms of, I can see them, Mm -hmm. but we don't give our hiring managers a CV until the actual interview or an assessment centre. So they don't have a choice as to who they're going to see on the day and they have to trust that I have picked the right people, Mm -hmm. um, which is a lot of pressure, but I also know that our process works. Yeah. Um, and I know that by the time we go through all of the different parts of that process, by the time we get to the the end part, I'm confident that I'm putting the right people um, in front of our managers. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see that students have done extracurricular activity. It's great to see that they've got a passion for something. So, for example, 
it might be that they've got a degree in one subject area, but they've actually learned to code at mm -hmm. night and they've been sat mm -hmm. at night in their bedrooms coding, which is something that perhaps is relatable to a particular role, but it's not actually anything to do with the degree that they've been studying. Mm -hmm. And we are hiring for potential. So just because you've done a degree in one doesn't mean you're going to end up studying or mm -hmm. filling a role that's even, well, could be connected in some way, shape or form, but not completely. Yeah. So it's good to be open-minded because I think probably, I can see for most of us, we've probably all fallen into our roles or the jobs that we're doing right now in some way, shape or form. Um, and sometimes you try things out and you don't realise until you do that you're actually, that's a passion and you'd like to take that forward. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see people have got passion in, 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 in other things if, if they have. So I think it's important to make sure that even if you're studying a subject, a particular subject, but you're doing something else that might be relatable to a role that you haven't mentioned on your CV, make sure you mention it. Yeah. It might just be the reason why we put you through. Yeah. Definitely. Because if you again, if you hear about Jasmine and uh, Henrietta's story so far and, um, you know, again, where they've started, where, the, where they are mm. now and what they're learning now. And, you know, Anna, you're a prime example, potentially maybe doing a bit of coding on a night when you go home <laughs> to upskill yourself to make sure when the next day, you know, you can go into those situations as possible. So you almost need that upskilling kind of mindset all the time and mm. just that passion to want to learn because that's what the grad program's all about isn't it yeah sometimes you become an expert by default you know yeah, you actually yeah. you learn things that you never really set out to and you, mm. you turn out to be quite good at something and that you never actually considered um so I do think you've got to be curious and open-minded yeah um, so that's the something for everyone to consider when they're applying for roles absolutely i love it um right sorry um today i'm going to come back to you if that's okay yeah. um if you could tell us a bit about i know you've mentioned a bit about kind of the projects that you worked on so far in in, in your first month but is there anything additional that you want to add anything other kind of any other kind so, of experience? um currently me and another colleague in well she's in the team but she's a graduate actually because we have a couple graduates here and we're working together and we're planning roadshows. So we're going around all the semen sites in the UK. So currently we're thinking about a couple of sites I'll just name two. So Farnborough and Manchester, we're thinking about going. Um, so okay. then we, so we've coordinated with different IT coordinators, different um, teams there to ask for specific like um, um, topics that their team might struggle with or want more information or just like want to improve on. And then we're going to tailor specific live and fun and interactive um, workshops and masterclasses towards them. So we're just, that's like a big project that we're planning right now. It's taking a bit of time. And then also I've just been supporting and shadowing um, my other colleagues delivering masterclasses so I can get prepared because that's going to be one of my big um, topics that I'm going to be doing in the upcoming months. So that's just a lot of like team, team meeting, learning, exploring the software. Like um, we just recently did it on MS Bookings to test like um, um, Outlook and optimization of it um, as a scheduling tool. Um, so that's currently what I've, those two, those are the two projects I've currently, currently been working on so far. So the roadshow there, is that is that something that you've kind of initiated um with one of the graduates? Or is this something that's kind of been you know kind of it's, 
so in my team it's been a thing but then obviously I know I don't the big c word like covid stopped it so mm -hmm. then it's so then we're trying to bring it back now that it's well, more comfortable with the our environment mm -hmm. so yeah fantastic yeah but, again a good example of putting yourself in that situation you know learning so, yeah so just one thing that, um so because of i love hybrid working it's like it allows flexibility but because of that so our our problem now is that we have to um really try and persuade people to come in now because mm -hmm. it's like it's no point of it being virtual i feel like sometimes virtual does work but sometimes it's so much better when you're when you're in person when you because you because i don't know learning when like as a um through face-to-face -face, it just works better so that's like the challenge that we're trying to um the hurdle that we're trying to get over basically yeah, yeah absolutely because I think sometimes face-to-face -face as well there's nowhere to hide isn't there yeah, sometimes yeah. <laughs> you are on uh you know a virtual stuff and it's easy just to turn your cameras and mic yeah. and you know yes you're there but are you it, really there yeah so, there'll be yeah, no point yeah yeah, 100%. Again, it's good to have both skills, isn't it? Being able yeah, to definitely. Be on sessions like this as well as, you know, face-to-face. -face. So all very, very good. Jasmine, I just want to come to you quickly. Just because you mentioned earlier when we first started talking, I just want to develop a bit more on that about um, kind of extra things that you've been involved in as part of your degree program already so you know you've mentioned about volunteering and stuff mm -hmm. like that and I just thought it'd be a really good time to hear a bit more about what you've been doing there. Yeah, so here at Siemens, we get two paid days to go volunteering. Um, as a graduate, we can do a little bit more for that. Um, and these involve sort of like STEM days, career development days, like career fairs, maybe at schools, local schools or like projects. So last year I was supporting a student project from um, one of the local, well, we were in Manchester, so I would say local town, but one of the schools local to here. And we had a group of sick formers who we wrote a project for them where we've got beehives and we were like, build something to monitor the bees. And we mentored them and they built a whole system with Raspberry Pi to measure like temperature and weight and things to monitor the health of these beehives. And it was really good because we got, I got a lot out of it in terms of being a mentor and um, we got a Siemens name in there. Obviously we were talking about Siemens and telling them the opportunities we have here, but they also could ask us loads of questions. It was almost like this every week we could, they could ask us about uni. We got to go on visits with them. So we went to the University of Liverpool. So we gave them a bit of a tour and it was really nice because at the end of the year, they actually won project of the year. So we were really super oh, proud nice. of them. It was, it was all them, <laughs> but yeah. it was great. It was great for us to sort of mentor them through. So it's good that we get that opportunity as well. And then also we do a lot of early career stuff as well. So we have a network here in Manchester and through a lot of the other sites called Next UK. And it's an early careers led network for all our colleagues at Siemens. And I co-chaired it last year where we put on events for career development, personal development, socials and volunteering. And it just allows an environment where people can run and really put themselves out there. So we people put on sessions for the rest of the colleagues. One of my colleagues put on a German language session because he spent three years in Germany with his other colleague as well. So it's really like a really supportive environment. So and we also got to do that as well as our role. So a lot of like managers knew the value that we get out of this. So a lot of interns would take part, a lot of them apprentices. And we were sort of allowed to take two or three hours a week maybe and spend time doing on that. 
and it just made our networking and everything just 10 times better because you get to meet people from different roles you could meet engineers you could meet business graduates you could meet um sales apprentices so you could meet all these people that if you stayed in your role probably wouldn't contact Mm. at all and we also had different people from different sites we had people from heaven congleton and farnborough getting involved so not only is your network growing in a social sense you never know who you're going to work with in the next two or three years so you're also making them connections earlier on which is just it's just really it's a really good environment and the possibilities the the fact that we're allowed to sort of take time for that and the the, uh, managers and seeing SLT see the value in it is just really important as well to me and I'm a big advocate for volunteering and sort of personal development as well so I've got a lot of it. Well done that's fantastic I don't know if anyone else wants to add to that has anyone else had a an experience like that or done anything which you know was maybe a bit different so far? No? Well, I've um recently actually joined our culture group. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we so I've only just joined it, but um from I well in um my area of the business we do a business impact project in our second year of the graduate scheme, or if you're also um an intern or a degree apprentice, so everybody does it. Um and mine was with the culture group. Uh and we were looking um at kind of like cultural behaviour and you know how we can um continuously improve it essentially uh, and through that um, my manager actually agreed that I was allowed to um, continue working with them so I now spend part of yeah. my week um, continuing to help them and support yeah. the work that they're doing. And what kind of things will you be bringing in anything new are you? So um, we have a questionnaire that gets put out um, every six months to uh, to everyone uh, and that questionnaire is about things like collaboration and you know how we all work together um the you know the very general questions so we can see where we might be lacking but also where we're already doing well so that we can really see what we actually need to improve on um because you know as great as everything is there's always room for more and and, and better yeah. um and so we're going to these these um so every questionnaire has a bit more of a focus on a different area um and so we can then look at that area we can kind of add a few more questions to do with that um and it's kind of thinking of um how do we help people think about this what kind of sessions can we create that are maybe shorter ones because we don't all have loads of time um so we need something that is actually going to be useful for every team to have that discussion facilitate that discussion um to really be able to have a think about it um so that we can then take all of the information from the questionnaires um and like analyze that um so it's having an impact on how do we conduct those sessions um what are the best ways forward and then also the actual data analysis as well interesting again it's interesting how again seem is encouraging you to be involved in as much as you can whilst you're on this journey um i'm going to quickly touch upon training and development i know we've touched on it a bit so far so anna i'm going to come to you for this question if that's okay if you could tell us a bit about the training and development you've received so far or was there a particular experience that you had potentially you want to talk about so of course the thing of Siemens is a technical company so it includes all the technical knowledge we gain during our training so 
doing special courses. But I would love, like to include also some soft skills I've gained during all my placements or during all the time I had in Siemens, which is great because a great opportunity that you can have your own choice of what skills you would like to gain. You can easily approach people. Everyone is happy to help you. You can ask them to mentor you, to uh, teach you some specific skills they have. And for example, for me, I struggled a lot with public speaking uh, in the beginning. And in the beginning of university, it was very prominent. <laughs> Hopefully now it's better. You wouldn't be the judge. But, <laughs> Yeah, very it was really time. hard for me. Yeah, very stressful. But all the time since Siemens, I was challenging myself more. And obviously, it's a very long process before you learn something. And I approached some people who were experts at that, who was absolutely incredible in public speaking. And they actually coached me for some time for that. And it helped me a lot with confidence. It improved like, in different areas of like how I talk, what I say, my thinking process. So it's incredible how easy you can get lots of skills. And not only technical, but also like, some soft skills. It all depends on you, what you choose. Absolutely. And I think that's a common theme now, isn't it? You know, ultimately, this is what Siemens wants. They want people who are just, again, forward thinkers, enthusiastic and and ultimately to be yourself. So absolutely look at these backgrounds that everyone's got on behind them because they're the kind of people that Siemens are looking for. And Victoria, I think we're going to come back to you now and find out a bit more about the application process and what people can expect. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, everybody, for joining um, as part of the webinar. So, um, yes, I want to talk about the application process. I know you touched on that before a little bit, Victoria. Um, so, as I said at the beginning of the webinar, all of the opportunities are currently on the Siemens Hub on Gradcrackers, so the placements and graduate opportunities. So, after this webinar, go and have a look and apply. Um, but don't forget also the corporate functions will be opening soon. So, don't forget to give them a quick follow um, before you put the applications in. So initially, make sure you do your research, go to the Siemens Hub on Gradcracker, watch the videos, re-watch this webinar, look at all of the fantastic information and content that they've got on there, and read the job descriptions carefully, thoroughly. Um, and then once you've read the job descriptions, scroll down on the Gradcracker Hub and click apply. So, Victoria. Can I just ask, and Jessica, make sure save it to your shortlist. Make sure you save the opportunity to your shortlist. Thank and you. then... Then apply. apply. <laughs> Victoria, take us through the next stages. Okay, so I'll I'll go through the full process end to end so that everybody Please. understands what, what, what the process actually is. Um, so when you actually apply for an opportunity through Gradcracker, through the Siemens Hub, you will be asked to complete some initial screening questions as part of that application. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on that first because it's very, very dangerous if you don't read the question thoroughly and you answer it incorrectly, because yeah. that means that your application could, could be automatically disqualified before you've even started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just wanted to flag that as a, as a read the questions thoroughly, because you would not yeah. believe the amount of people that have been disqualified from the process because they've answered yes instead of no. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I have to say that because we can't, we can't follow up every single application. We get 30,000 between a six-month period mm. and there's three of us. So yeah. if you answer that incorrectly, there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, yeah, good top yeah. tip. Yeah. So top tip. Um, <laughs> if you meet the criteria for the role, then you may be shortlisted to complete our online games-based assessment, mm -hmm. which might be new to some of you, um, but you might have heard of it. It's, it's quite a common thing that a lot of big companies are starting to use. Um, and it's basically a games-based assessment that you can do on your smartphone, a tablet, or on your laptop. Um, and it's through our um, a company that we use called Arctic Shores. 
Um, so do feel free to do some research on that so that you can prep and, and figure out what that is all about. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, a games-based assessment is designed to tell us your true potential yeah. by assessing how you think and learn rather than whether you get an answer right or wrong. Okay. So if you pass the online games-based assessment, you will then be asked to potentially do a short video screen. Now, this is usually for graduates, interns, and summer placement roles. We don't usually ask apprentices to complete because we find they just don't do them um, and I don't know whether it's because they're younger or, or what but we just we can't seem to get them to complete so we decided to to basically roll that out just to graduates interns and summer placement students mm -hmm. um, and I think degree apprenticeships as well yeah sometimes it, it does seem daunting to have to do a video screen but please do not let that be the case it's so short it's not technical and um, usually the questions are things like what excites you about working for Siemens or perhaps, you know, why did you decide, decide to apply for this particular role? It's really not stressful. There's nothing in there that would that you need to prep for, really. OK, is, is it timed that bit, Victoria? Do, do people, do students get the question and then they've got a couple of minutes to compose their thoughts? And they then they do, have to answer. Yes. Um, yeah. And they also get to do a retake as well. So if they feel like they've messed okay. up, they can do it again. Um, I think you get two retakes, but yeah, try not to let that stress you out because I do know that it can be quite stressful and daunting for people and people do delay doing it for that reason. Yeah. Um, hiring managers will watch your video screen if you are successful, so they mm -hmm. will watch it and they will then decide from those video screens who to progress to an assessment centre or an interview. But as I said earlier, your CV will not be seen by them until yeah. your actual interview or the assessment centre which has been a huge shift in our, our process. And we, we kind of trialled it last year with apprentices and we've rolled it out now for graduates, interns and summer placement students as well. Okay. okay. The reason we've done that is for lots of reasons, but it's to ensure that everyone who reaches this stage has the best and fairest chance of selling themselves in person so that we can truly assess for potential. Um, you know, we might have students that haven't perhaps had the best start in life they've maybe not had parents who have been particularly supportive and not helped them with their cv and so their cv might be really you know not the best in comparison to other students who maybe have had that support um so it does kind of you know give those people a chance um to put themselves in front of somebody um also another top tip that i wanted to mention um please make sure that you check your emails regularly when you're applying for roles especially um, your junk mail folder because it's not yeah. uncommon for students to miss deadlines um, in terms of games-based assessments or video screens because they fail to see the invitation. Yeah. Um, this can all, also result in your application being automatically disqualified if the deadline has passed and you've not completed it. And again, we can't chase everybody. You know, we're dealing with huge numbers. Okay. Can I just ask a question on that, Victoria? So just to mention um, manage expectations then, what are your kind of deadlines that you're looking at throughout this process? Is it quite a quick process or is it, does it take a little bit more time? Usually, um, we, we give usually for at least five days to complete a games based okay. assessment and the same again for the video screen. Yeah, so plenty of time to get your preparations done, basically. Yeah, and that's usually over a weekend as well. So it gives people the time to, to focus on it on a weekend. Yeah, fantastic. Sorry, go on, keep, no keep us going through it. <laughs> Really, that's it. So one, once we've Lovely. got to, you know, through all of that, then if successful and the hiring manager has watched your video screen and would like to take you forward, 
then you'll hear from myself or a member of my team um, to be invited to attend an interview or an assessment day. Yeah, it is really personal, it seems, though, isn't it? You know, mentioned your team there and, you know, you, you do you do look at every application and things like that. It's always a person reviewing this. So like, like Victoria said, yeah. make sure you do your research. Um, another question I've got for you, Victoria, can a student just apply for the one opportunity? You know, you mentioned um, when you spoke to Jess a little bit earlier on about being open-minded. So can they apply to more than the They can, yeah, they can or, apply for as yeah, many as they like. Um, yeah. Obviously, within reason. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, make sure yeah. that you're actually <laughs> something that you want to do and you're something that you're interested in. Don't just apply for anything because you're looking for, for a role and you... You, you haven't thought about it you, you need to really make sure that you are really passionate about wanting to join and, and, and fulfill that that opportunity before applying you know the amount of people as well that I've seen apply for roles and the cover letter is referring to a job somewhere else mm. I mean for me eye for detail is key yeah. it's one of the most important things actually that I look for yeah um, if somebody sends an application in and it's full of spelling mistakes the likelihood is I'm not going to put them forward because yeah. two minutes to do a spell check and yeah. it takes two minutes to get someone else to check over it as well. So if, if you haven't done that, then what are you going to be like at work? Yeah, Be careful, you know, with what you're putting forward. You know, that that one piece of paper is a first impression. Yeah, and also absolutely. try to keep your CV to two pages because sometimes we get war and peace and and we get a lot of CVs to go through. So yeah. obviously we, we want to just see the key things and make sure that you cover anything that you think that we might want to see. Like I mentioned earlier, if you've been coding on, on a night, mention it on your CV because that's something we might want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And everything that you've just mentioned, Victoria, are, are all so achievable. You know, save that email address in, into your inbox and make sure you spell check, make sure you, like you mentioned Siemens when you are putting your applications together. The, these are the, the, the very basics. So it's open to everybody to get your applications in and apply for. So moving on slightly then, Jim, I'm going to come to you because you've recently gone through um, the application process. What top tips would you suggest? One of them's been taken, but I'll just reiterate it. I would tailor your CV just to include like relevant, like coursework, relevant experience, relevant projects that you've done. Yeah. The second one I want to stress so much is utilize your UD placement advisors or team. They're there to help. Yes. Go to their sessions. Um, email them if you have any worries. Um, ask them for support. They're there to help. The amount of help I got. I don't know if I would be here without that help, honestly. Yeah. The um, third question is um, practice behavioral and technical questions because mm -hmm. they're just so important. And then the final one, what was the last one? Was to just research about the company, like understanding um, the core business values and um, and its um, culture. It's going to make you so much more confident in the interview process, I trust. I promise you. Those are oh. my Tips, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Second Thank you very well. much. Do your research. <laughs> do your research. Invest. Yeah. They haven't got a clue about what we do, and they still think we make mobile phones and mm. this, that, and the other. It's um, honestly, it's it. It can switch people off in two seconds flat yeah. if you haven't done your research. 
Absolutely. And just, you know, what you mentioned about your placements team today there at university. I know that Jess and the Grad Cracker team here are virtually up and down the country speaking to students, speaking to graduates on a daily basis. I think, Jess, you've spoken to probably about 15 universities so far this week, you know, spoken to hundreds and hundreds of students. So make sure, shout out to Jessica here, make sure you attend one of Jessica's presentations on campus as well. And, you know, she's dying to see you. She wants to tell you all about, you know, the hints and tips and how to use grad cracker and how you are successful when you put, put you at when you put your applications in and so yeah watch this space with with jessica as well and um, so what i want to do now is finish off with siemens and do two quick fire rounds and um, so favorite thing about working for siemens and i'm going to come to you first victoria my favorite thing i think it's the culture it is very much at siemens i mean i've been here for 13 years and quite honestly I, I, I can't imagine being anywhere else um everybody's incredibly supportive um you know everyone can learn so much it's so vast so much to learn um you simply cannot get bored here yeah yeah brilliant thank you very much victoria anna i would say it's how many opportunities you can get here it's always open it's always what you can imagine or maybe what you can't imagine. So exactly. it's always up to your interpretation. You can choose whatever or whoever you would like to be or whatever you would like to learn. So it's very great for all the opportunities you can have within the company. Perfect. Thank you very much. Jasmine? Yeah, I'm going to echo what Anna said. It's opportunities and people, a bit of a mixture. Like everybody is more than welcome to have happy to answer your questions and you can really just ask to go along to places and more often than not they'll say yes and you'll be able to gain something out of it so yeah everyone's super friendly and more than happy to help yeah the opportunities are definitely there for you out there you just need to take them as well yeah. um henrietta i mean pretty much along the Everything. same lines <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's um it's also the openness um if you've got an idea of how to improve something you know, go tell them people are open to the ideas and they want your ideas as well. Um, or if you've got any questions, uh, you know, if there's any other things that you'd like to do, if you'd like to go shadow some people that aren't necessarily to do exactly what you're doing, go ask mm. them. They'll say yes. Yeah, so exactly. anything, just just ask, really. Just ask. Perfect. Thank you, Henrietta. And Shadira, favourite thing so far? I know you haven't been there long. Uh, I think it's the relationships that I've built. I know that's piggybacking off your yeah. idea, but... um. Yeah. Like we have this concept called growth talks. It's not just like it's not like corporate a buzzword. Like it's genuinely like meaningful conversations with your manager about like aspirations, career goals, um, just feedback, like praise, like improvement. It's so useful, especially since I just started a in this corporate environment. Yeah. Uh, it's really useful for like um to just help me do better in this role and yeah. to see how my role and my place fits into the bigger picture. It's really helpful. It's so brilliant that you've got that support network as well. Yes, right? You've got that person yeah. that you can just, you know, they're there behind the scenes that you can just ask yeah. anything, yeah. Um, you know, of them. And everyone's um, like, sorry, all my managers, oh, my line managers, like super like helpful and always happy to help. And even if I don't have a line manager, I have a buddy, even if I have yeah. that like mentors, I just have, there's always someone there to talk to, even if like one person's sick or one person's on holiday, like there will always be someone there to talk to. Perfect. Oh, Jamie, you are so sweet. And and now we're going to go, go move on to the cool and interesting facts about Siemens. And Victoria, tell us about yours. Okay, well, mine's long-standing and probably the first fun fact that hit me about 13 years ago. So for those thrill seekers out there, 
anyone who's been to Alton Towers. Um, Siemens Motor Drive is a Nemesis ride, and the name Nemesis is actually an anagram of Siemens. Yeah, I knew that, that, but I thought it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it has just been taken down, though. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to find a new fun fact now, but whether it's been put back up again, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah. For the webinar yeah. next year, Victoria, we'll get a different one. I'll, but find, it, it, I'll find a new one for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for luck. Um, Anna, what's your cool, interesting fact? So, during my Siemens time in Germany, I realised how much importance the Siemens name actually has. So every time I mentioned to people I uh, work in the company, they treated me with utmost respect. Most of my problems got solved and it's incredible <laughs> how they enjoy and respect Siemens because they have a special region in the city, but in the city of yeah. Berlin, dedicated for Siemens, which they call a Siemensstadt, which is a Siemens town, if we translate it to English, which is great. So Siemens has a big respect within Germany. Absolutely amazing. Thank you very much, Anna. And um, Jasmine? It's something crazy, and it, I've just checked, double checked on it. But one in three machines in the whole world is controlled by a Siemens controller. So the brains, like Anna said, the PLCs is Siemens, which is just insane. The scale of it is just massive. Yeah, this, it is just amazing how big you are and what sorts of things you get up to. And um, on to you, Henrietta. Um, yeah, so about trains, because that's what I work with. Yeah. Um, but the, first, <laughs> the first electric passenger train was presented by Werner von Siemens himself in 1879 in Berlin. Perfect. Thank you. Shadira, come on, finish us off. A new football fan. In 2002, Siemens sponsored Real Madrid for their football shirts. Yeah, perfect. Right, cross the board, fantastic um, um, information and in, informative facts about Siemens. Um, so like I said, all the way through the webinar, make sure you go to the Gradcracker Hub and apply to the opportunities, make sure you follow, make sure, like Victoria said, do your research. You know, mention to Victoria that you watch this webinar. It shows all sorts of things that you've, you know, you've wanted to do the research. You've wanted to watch all of the, the people here today about their opportunities and experiences so far. So thank you, Siemens. Again, it's been an absolute eye-opener and a pleasure um, to speak to you. Join me and Jessica next Thursday where we're joined by nuclear graduates. Hear all about the nuclear industry and their fantastic graduate programme. So thank you very much and we'll see you all next week. Take thank care. You. Thanks, Carla. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.